Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Jake Barros, and I'm joined today by my very fellow gamers, Ewan Roxburgh. Hello! As well as Matthew Zamari. Does his name change, like, all the time? Sometimes it's, like, Roxburgh, sometimes it's Roxburgh, sometimes it's... I I was going to pick him up with that. There was, like, a different... There was a slight emphasis on the G, I thought. And there's... I did not say the G G. at all. I said Roxburgh. Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. Okay, how do you say it, mate? Roxburgh. You think you know how to name your, say your last name the best? Rox- just, there was just something, maybe it's, it's just Rox- Rox- I don't know. Rox- bruh. It was bruh. <laughs> Rox, bruh. I love that this episode has already started about talking, you talking rocks, about Rox. I love it. Bruh. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking yeah, of bras, um, bras. Matt, I, I wanted to see how you were going. Because obviously, uh, listeners, if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, uh, Matthew's on the a journey of getting his Twitter back up and running how's that been going anyone tweeted you no people still have not fought me on twitter and i am disappointed look that really it comes down to two things right either people don't want to tweet you or no one's listening to our podcast and i'd like I, to take the i'd first like to off. yeah I'd ho- that's probably i'd like true. to hope it's the former and people are just like nah i don't want to tweet him you know what if people are listening tweet myself and you in and just let us know, just so we know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully, Matt, you know, that happens at some point. Yeah. Start a fight with I, me. I think what you need to do, Matt, is you just need to say, like, favorable things about Donald Trump. Well, from hey, past experience, well, if you say anything like pra- like anything of yep. praise about Donald Trump, you will get shut down. Well, come on. I was, you wanted to fight. I've been pretty controversial <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. I mean, last week I dropped. Yeah, we don't need to repeat any of that. We don't. <laughs> was it? Wait, was it? That's in the record. Was it, was it bleeped out of the, the cast or did it make it to the. No. No, no I didn't. I think I even swore last okay. cast and I forgot to bleep Because I was going to say, yeah. It was no, one of those so things where I'm like, oh, okay, now. I'll get my notebooks I, out. Because I forgot to write notes last week and I'm, I swore and I just couldn't be bothered trying to. I, uh, the podcast was already late because I got hammered and just didn't have it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I invoked Godwin's law for God's sake. So, you know. What's Godwin's law? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking God- about. Godwin's law is uh, how long a conversation uh, can go on before someone mentions Hitler. Uh, really? Yeah. Are you telling me that some scientist, some researcher somewhere... That's that's what he came there's, up with. No, there's a, there's a guy named Mike. That's what the university funding. There's went a to. guy named Mike Godwin, and in the nineties, uh, I've just googled it so I can read it out to you. Uh, Godwin's law oh, okay. is an internet adage which asserts that as an online discussion grows longer, the po- probability of a comparison involving Hitler approaches one. That is, uh, okay. if an online discussion, regardless of topic or scope, goes on long enough, sooner or later, someone will compare someone or something to Hitler. What's its like Y intercept? Like where at what is the like the highest? Uh, actually no. I'm trying to figure out how this graph works. I don't, I don't know. To... But if you, I stopped doing math. If for you, a reason. if you Google it, it, you find out about it. So yeah, I look. I, I have been pretty controversial. So I guess I'm just gonna have to keep pushing the boundaries until I either get kicked <laughs> off the podcast, or someone fights me on Twitter. Well, fair enough. I mean, well, I could fight you on Twitter if you wanted. You want to <laughs> start this? <laughs> Let's go. Bring it, Matt. Nah. Cash me outside, Matt. Cash me outside. How about that? What we need to do? <laughs> <laughs> what we need to do is request to get access to the Twitter headquarters in Sydney and just have a physical fight there. <laughs> 
That'll be close as we Dear, can get. Technically, to that is that is fighting on Dear Twitter, users, right? On, on yeah, Twitter soil. Please make this happen. If, what if we live stream a fight on Twitter? We're periscope. If you that. would like to see you and an I actually fight at the Twitter headquarters, <laughs> please make this happen. Yeah, everyone tweet Twitter. Yeah, let's do it. Anyway, let's Bring let's actually back. talk about proper things that uh, on this <laughs> gaming podcast, not this Fight Club podcast. Uh, anyway, w- what we'll be discussing this week is obviously Horizon Zero Dawn. Shannon's had some hands on mm. with that, so we definitely got to chat about that. We got Skate Four. We got Phil Spencer's latest Scorpio related comments. But first, we must talk about the most controversial. Uh, of events happening very recently, which is the upsetting cancellation of Good Game. Uh, So for those of you that haven't heard, after 10 years on air, the ABC's Good Game has been cancelled following the departure of Stephanie Hex Bendixson. Bendixson, Uh is that how you say that? Uh, A niche. Niche? Niche. No, Nick. Nick. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I'm fairly sure he just goes... I'm fairly sure he discussed this, like his panel on uh, PAX. Oh, really? The fact that, yeah, people will call him... Just spell it properly. I, I mean, I used to as well. I'm like, why is it not Nish? CK? But it's yeah. just Nick. Nick I got Richardson. Nick, Nick Boy Richardson uh, to work with Channel 7. Uh, so, Good Games children's show titled Good Games Spawn Point will continue uh, to be hosted by Banjo. So, you know, what's our feelings about this cancellation, right? I definitely never watched the show, hence why I got the name uh, wrong just before. But <laughs> Ewan, were you a fan? Uh, yeah, I was a fan. I wasn't the fan that watched every week. I didn't, I didn't tune in every week and, you know, like that's obviously what's going to keep a show running. Um, and they did mention it in their statement that due to like the way people are consuming media content, uh, games content, um, is a little bit different as well. So, mm. you know, I think there was, there was a number of pressures on the show, um, and they sort of all sort of accumulated at once and, uh, and really kind of forced their hand. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm terribly sad by this news. Um, it's been running for a very long time and had a very passionate, uh, fan base. Uh, but I think what was so special about it was that the people working on the show clearly had a great relationship and that showed through in what they produced and they were just very passionate people talking about games in a sort of very celebratory way. Um, and it made it really enjoyable to watch. I've, I've been to a number of their live shows over the past few years as well. Uh, and they're all really funny, hilarious people um, and very knowledgeable about their games. Um, so I'm sad to see it come to an end. Uh, I'm glad to see that people seem to not be going without work. Um, they're already, their talents seem to be applied elsewhere, but yeah, very, very sad. And, and my heart goes out to all the people that, you know, lived and died for the show and, and watched it every week. Um, cause there certainly was a substantial amount of them. What about you, Maddie? Are you, uh, in the same boat or? I, no, yeah. I, I'm yeah. in the same boat as you. I, I never really watched the show. I knew it existed. Uh, I'd seen mm. snippets of it. I follow, like I follow both of the, the, uh, you know, uh, I follow both Hex and Bajo on like Twitter. Um, and, you know, a couple of them on Instagram as well. Um, you know, and they always seem like, you know, kind of interesting thing and all that. I just never really had time to sit down and watch a TV show about games. Um, well, I suppose, you know, yeah, like this kind of leads me to to sort of stretch out the question a bit broader, I guess. And and do you, do you think like there is a place for video game coverage on TV? I believe, um, I believe there is um, at the same time as like, I think their biggest, their biggest issue is uh, like being on the ABC, you're very limited to a market 
of you know uh, viewers because not everyone watches abc compared to the mainstream uh you know commercial channels so i think i think the whole thing is like they were they were great to you know go through 10 years of of being on air and of course they weren't without controversy as well because uh one of their ex-hosts uh was dropped in favor of hex uh and they you know there was massive controversy at the time uh, because everyone was claiming, oh, you know, like, you just want to diversify it, blah, 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 add a girl. And then they, like, you know, started questioning her gamer ability, which is, you know, pretty pathetic um, to do something like that, you know. Um, mm. It's like, well, they clearly picked her because she's a gamer and she knows what she's talking about. They didn't pick her just because she's a girl, you know, but there are people out here, out there that make that, um, you yeah, know, they make that assumption. But... Um, you know, like, uh, as, you know, considering they're, that, you know, they're moving the kind of thing to Channel 7 or they're going to be working on Channel 7, that's the whole thing is, you know, they, they did well for 10 years on the ABC, which is, you know, the sort of the government-funded, uh, you know, network. Uh, but moving on to something commercial, I think they will gain a bigger audience. And, of course, the commercial networks have more connectivity as well. I mean, they've got the other, you know, they've got their... Uh, subsequent channels they've got um you know outlets they've got online streaming they've got websites and stuff like that they just they bring in a lot more followers because they've got a bigger network compared to that so um i can my only thing would be though sorry to interrupt that like channel seven i don't know the shows i've watched on channel seven they're all a bit gimmicky uh and i'm just worried that yeah. you know if there's a, a gaming show produced on channel 7 that it would be very gimmicky and it will just become like a flop like i reckon you know they need to create like not a serious but a like a well-presented gaming show you know what i mean on a commercial channel which people take seriously not this like oh that's the show for the gaming people that i tune out to watch I don't know, whatever show yeah, ass think, is on, you know? Yeah, like, I, I worry about it being cheesy as yeah, well. I think, yeah, I think you're right in that respect, but at the same time, I think that they will target it towards their audience. I mean, if you watch, if you watch like, the, the content produced by, you know, the, the three major commercial networks, you, you see aspects of, you know, how they, they create things in their, you know, in their creations. So... Uh, if you talk to a lot of people who watch a lot of the, you know, the Channel 7 shows over the other shows, like, you know, people who watch all oh, the, you know, My Kitchen Rules or this and that, you know, compared to like MasterChef and stuff like that, because they like the way it's produced, you know, they, they all, you will more than likely see the same production styles and production values on whatever show they create, Um but I think I think they're sort of walking. Yeah, they'll be they'll be walking a fine line between, you know, trying to get that fan base to shift networks and watch the show again, uh, and trying to appeal to a broader audience. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see um, video games media sort of hopefully thrive on TV. Like already we're starting to see a lot more esports coverage. Um, and I think this is very different in that regard, um, because it is going to be sort of more like, uh, reviews and news focused. If, if this is in fact the case, like, uh, we're still sort of waiting for any official confirmation of any of this. I should, I should, I should stress. Um, but you know, if this is the case that they're going to channel seven, um, 
I reckon they could find some success despite some of the concerns that surround um, my video game content on TV uh, and, and finding an audience um, because uh, I think we're sort of moving into this sort of interesting realm where people sort of really care about personalities and like particular presenters and they're prepared to listen to their opinions even if they have to wait for them um, for a for a while now there's been sort of concerns about like immediacy and like access news and that's why sort of online sites and social media has sort of been really the sort of go-to place for news coverage um but now we're seeing people sort of moving into the video space and youtube and twitch and audiences gravitating towards individual personalities and, and waiting for that content that they produce um, so even if this is going to be a sort of like a once a week kind of deal and, and you don't get to hear their sort of immediate thoughts on a game, um, I think it could still work in their favor much in the way sort of YouTube and Twitch and stuff is working for people. Um, what I'd really like them to do though is do a live show. If they had like a sort of a once a week kind of half hour, hour live show on channel seven, um, that would be awesome where they can talk about stuff that's there in, in the moment, uh, and still be very relevant at the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what it, what it ends up being. Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's definitely caused controversy. A lot of you guys listening on our on our Facebook had a lot to say about it. There's a lot of, uh, I guess, comments for both sides. There's a lot of sellouts and backstabbers, and there's a lot of comments saying, "Hey guys, let them do what they want to do. It's a great opportunity." Um, so it's definitely got the gaming community uh, talking and and doing all kinds of uh, crazy things. But, you know, definitely keep letting us know what you think about this topic. Hit us up at Press Start AU. Um, you know, we always love to hear what you guys have to say and uh, definitely love reading it. But uh, mm. we are a community, so keep sharing. I did um, want to add as well, yeah. like on the topic of whether it might not be kind of cheesy or uh, or whatever, um, I really hope that they do give Hex and Nick Boy some sort of like a, a like a substantial say in what sort of content they produce because um, I think they have uh, a really good idea about what gamers are, g- are going to enjoy and I think they did uh, once again like they did absolutely great fantastic work with Good Game and with ABC um, so I really hope that they do have some sort of control over the, the direction of the show and it's not sort of too bogged down by Channel 7 producers mm. yeah absolutely um, okay, okay where are you taking us now Jake segways out of here well, you, I mean, we were chatting about people's comments, right? And Phil Spencer yeah. had some comments about oh, the Scorpio. Uh, so <laughs> well <played. laughs> responding to a tweet about Scorpio pre-orders, he wrote, wait until we show you games on it before you pre-order. And thanks. So uh, by far, Matt, is he the coolest guy in the industry right now? I think he's got it. He's, he's, yeah, I, I reckon he's, you know, one of, he's one of the best sort of people to be... Uh, you know, presenting the brand of Microsoft towards, you know, gamers and stuff because he, you know, he's open, he's honest, uh, you know, to a, to a point, of course. Um, and I think, I think, you know, he's, it's, it's all about, you know, these, these days it's all about gaining the trust of the fans and everything. Uh, and we were talking about this not long ago when we were talking about the Scorpio, um, or was it with Ewan? Uh, on one of the previous podcasts, we were talking about uh, Microsoft's uh, catalog and what we would see, you know, on the Scorpio mm. compared to what you I think know, it was last. Yeah, week. with all the you know, with remasters and stuff like that, and it's kind of interesting yeah. to see him actually turn around and and say, no, you know, before you pre-order, before you put your money down, see what games are coming out for it. Um, which I think is a, it's a pretty bold statement because I like you know most 
most of the time you wouldn't hear that from anyone working for you know a specific brand because they just want to you know boost numbers and see how many units they're gonna you know kind of sell uh but Mm. i think it puts a little more faith in you know that they're actually trying something completely new and you know out of left field that he's saying no just you know wait and see if you're impressed when you actually see what is coming out for it rather than just going and throwing throwing your money at a placeholder uh for when it comes out so no i think i think yeah i think phil spencer is you know he's he's kind of on the ball and he, he you know he's keeping a level head you know helping fans keep a level head about things too so yeah it's pretty cool hey like you know, with that statement, it's kind of like, hey, you know, we know, well, uh, you know, you can only assume, but we know that we've created something awesome, but we want you to kind of pre-order one or buy one because you you love what you see. You love the games coming out, not just because it's like, oh, it's the next big thing from, you know, Xbox and Microsoft. Like, oh, I'm just going to grab it anyway. Like, get it because you really love it um, rather than, you know, just like you were saying, just, you know, mm. boost units and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, you and are you are you excited by you know obviously you know finding you were the first one I guess in the chat to kind of say oh my god did you see his comment and that kind of stuff mm. um, you know is this definitely sparks your excitement even more are you even more yeah. interested to see what this is all about it, it does like ever since the atrocity that was their their reveal of the Xbox One um, there's been nothing but sort of really kind of positive messaging uh, coming out of Xbox, and that has been the result of Phil Spencer, I think, um, and, and and Major Nelson, um, despite his uh, involvement in the company prior to that as well. But uh, they, he's just a really switched-on guy, and and you know, I think you're the coolest person in the industry, Jake, of course. But ah, Phil Spencer's a close, a close second. Um, he's just he's just I'll a really switched-on. Oh, it's just it's just those hats you wear, man. They're so cool. Yeah, backwards cap. Um, but he's just he's just a really switched on guy, and, and and this very much looks like a bit of a maybe not an intentional dig, but it certainly seems to be very aware of the sort of um, the controversy around the Nintendo Switch at the moment, uh, and and what people believe is a, a rather lackluster uh, li- launch lineup. Um, and uh, he he seems to be very sort of switched on with where the industry is and and the direction of, of different companies and and learning from people's mistakes and and inc- and Xbox's own mistakes. Um, so it, it makes me really excited to actually see the console. Like if if everything sort of or, or Phil Spencer Phil Spencer's influence at Xbox accumulates in this new console, uh, I'm really excited to see what that looks like. Um, so yeah, really, really keen on this. Nintendo should really learn from this. They should learn to pay attention to what other companies are doing and try and learn from that a bit. He, um, he is a pretty cool guy. I'm just looking at the little like header, header photo that's in our article about, um, his little comment and stuff, but you know, he's wearing his jacket and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it now. It's like out of everyone. Uh, you know, PlayStation, Nintendo, and that kind of stuff. Like, he's the one that I'm like, you know what? I could probably see myself chilling on the couch, you know, playing some Xbox and stuff with him. Not so much. Like, I love PlayStation, but they're a bit yeah. polished, you know, professional what about, suits, you that kind of you thing. You couldn't hang out, play some uh, couch co-op with Shuhei Yoshida? No? Ah, uh, man, I'm always up for that. But he's like the quirky uncle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, he, yeah. you know, feels the, feels the cool friend that you're like, yeah. oh my God, hey, 
feels I feel out. like some of the sort of Sony PlayStation personalities I'd prefer to kind of sit down and have a coffee with and just like yeah. have a, a, a nice scone. conversation. Yeah, yeah, Bit like sit down scone. with Mark Cerny and just like Latte. try and get... He just seems like a really intelligent dude and I'd like to just kind of just chat to him. But yeah, Phil Spencer and I definitely could just like hang out, have a few beers and play some... Sporting. I don't know, I reckon, yeah. I reckon Kaz Hurai would be same sort of... Yeah. I reckon he'd be True. pretty laid back. I mean, you look at him and he's kind of got, like, he knows when to be professional, but at the same time, you know that he could have some serious fun. So I reckon you could, like, you know, go out and have some drinks with him and, I don't know, go out on the town and do something crazy, so. You know what I'd love to do with Shuhei Yoshida, actually? I reckon karaoke would be a great Uh, date night with Shuhei Yoshida. Yeah. That would, yeah, that would okay, great. <laughs> you know what would also be he's pretty married fun to, and with kids, so you know what would be um out of the question. You know what would be pretty fun to do with him as well. What? Probably just go skateboarding like you can in Skate Four, oh! uh, which is our next little topic. Like oh, we God, wish we could that. in Skate Four. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so we we have some news that Skate Four could finally be happening. Uh, senior manager of community engagement. What a name. Man, Daniel, uh, Daniel oh. Ling. I meant like the title, not his the actual title, name. Yeah. I mean, his, his name's <laughs> wow, actually Daniel pretty Ling- I'm reading ahead. I'm, I'm like Lingen. that annoying kid in class that like um, when when, a, when the teacher asks someone to read something out and they mispronounce a word and I'm like the kid in the class that just like says it correctly. Yeah. Like mutters it under Daniel the Daniel Lingen, Jesus. You know. Classic <laughs> Ewan Roxburgh. I don't, I've never met the guy. I have no idea to pronounce his name. Maybe it's Ling Jen. Uh, maybe, but anyway, this guy says that, uh, well, has excited the game world. Oh, I got to work out where I'm up to now. Excited the gaming world with a single tweet tweeting simply hashtag skate forward. Oh my God. So mysterious, ambiguous. I love it. Uh, <laughs> EA has confirmed that at their earnings uh, call that skate four unfortunately is not developed. Uh, so what the hell is going on here, Ewan? What, what um, do you think? Oh, I, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've, awesome. I feel like I, I feel like this uh, Daniel, a senior manager of community engagement, um, I, maybe he was just like this was his idea of market research. I don't, or maybe <laughs> just to see. Maybe like maybe it is happening, and maybe kind of EA being clever in their language when they're saying it's not in development, but maybe it's in like the early stages of kind of uh, pre-production or something. I don't know. Um, it seems super weird, though. And if it's a troll, that's that's a real mean troll. Maybe, you know, with the hashtag, right, you can't have spaces or anything. So maybe it's not Skate 4. Maybe you meant, like, I don't know, SK84 and the SK, you know, stands for something. Or is that a bit of a stretch? It's a bit of a stretch. Ah, okay. Maybe. Sorry. Maybe it's a typo. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. He was meant to like hashtag songs for Kate or something. That's uh, oh, the Room 5 album, right? It would be great if like his <laughs> Nest tweak was like, oh, goddamn auto-predict yeah, or yeah. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was Song for Jane. What was that Maroon 5 album? Song, it was songs, songs for Jane. Because I have the Kate. album. There yeah. you go. It's a good but album. S- songs for Kate was a band, wasn't it? Something maybe? for Kate was an album. It was a band. Something for yeah. Kate. Yeah, that, uh, that's you're getting the two mixed like up. Combining, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. classic. There we go. We'll figure out how my brain works eventually. Yeah. Side note: I think that was my first album I bought, the Maroon Five one. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. Be. I love them in uh, back in I the day. I guess you could say, yeah, they kind of gone a bit downhill since then, haven't they? 
Hey. Oh, wow. Hey. <laughs> nice. nice. Bravo, Matt. Well done. Uh, Most of your jokes are pretty crap, but that one was all right. <laughs> uh, Someone tweet him for that. Give him a yeah. reward. Uh, no, can I just, can I just say, uh, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. think that, I don't know, this is, this is a bit of a tough one. I reckon, I reckon that it's, it's one of those things, uh, do you remember when when uh, the director Neil Blomkamp uh, sent some yeah. things on Instagram about his proposed Aliens sequel, uh, and and yep. the internet went absolutely crazy because let's face it, mm, a sequel so to Aliens would be a hell of a lot better than all the stuff they keep trying to come up with recently. Um, mm. And then recently we discovered that, you know, considering that Ridley Scott's doing more alien stuff, that it's likely not going to happen, which is total crap, because we I want a damn sequel to Aliens that makes sense. Um, and Especially one by Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, anyway, anyway, uh, I, I think <laughs> that uh, we all kind of know that EA's a relatively quite a leaky ship when it comes to things coming out. You know, because they, for some reason, you know, can't keep things secret. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's a bit of both worlds. It's like if, if Skate Four is not in development, maybe it's already finished. Maybe it's oh, on the horizon. Uh, or, I bloody love that conspiracy. Or, Look at you go. Or yeah. <laughs> maybe we're just all getting ahead of ourselves and he's just tweeting something that he hopes for and it really isn't on the horizon because... You know, again, EA being the leaky ship that they are, and nobody's heard anything. Um, you know, maybe it's all just a pipe dream. Um, but you never know; it could go either way. It could go either way. Part of the interesting side of this story, though, was that in an interview with a magazine recently, Tony Hawk teased that he was working on a game, and it wasn't one with Activision. What was that? Have you got that quote, Jake? Uh, yeah, yep. Yep, yep. Sorry, yep, I've got yep, the wrong tab open. Yep, no, here we here we go, here we go. Here is it in the article or Oh yeah, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Not from Activision. I'm potentially yeah. working on something, but it's so early I couldn't talk about it. Yeah, see that's that's like that seem like when we're putting two two, two together. So like the way this news develops was like we get this hashtag skate four and then we hear this from Tony Hawk and we're like, Holy crap, he's gotta be working on skate four. Um and then they're like skate four isn't happening, but then like what is Tony Hawk doing? But then he says it's potentially working on something, but it's so early I couldn't talk about it. Maybe it is that skate four is like not technically in development yet, but they've had some meetings or something. Like I don't know. I really yeah. hope it. I really hope mm. it is. I'm not like personally a big skate game guy, but I know a lot of people are. So for them, I really maybe want to Tony Hawk <laughs> is working on something that's going to make money because he now owes Activision a lot of money for the flop that he made recently. <laughs> was that? Well, I don't know if he owes the money. Like I feel like he was attached to it, but he wasn't. Well, he, his name would have given. You know, they would have had to pay royalties for his name to be on that game. Linking it, yeah, but he doesn't yeah, owe them a debt for that. No, well, yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. kind of does Surely. because he got paid for it, and the game was bad, so he kind of, you know, he <laughs> owes them a solid. So maybe he's just working on something to make some. <laughs> owes them a solid, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know that skate park, uh, you know, verbal contract that you know you just give the nod to the guys, and they're like, yeah, like, yeah, we got like, this. Dude, you know? that game yeah, was a, a solid. that game was a total wipeout, and he's like, yeah, man, I know. And they're like, yeah, you owe us. And he's like, oh, man. Oh, man, you're Jake really, get, kind of you're really grinding me. on me. <laughs> Jake kind of strikes me as like the uh, kind of skater park guy. You, you skate back in the day, Jake? 
Um, look, I I love getting on the old skateboard. I got like a cruising skateboard. I just like going yeah. for a bit of a cruise. I did. I've gone to a skate park once in my life, right? Right. And I was rather young, and Dad took me, and uh, I was the only one there, thank God. Uh-huh. Uh, but I went down the ramp and just like face face planted it. Never went down the ramp again. But I really wish <laughs> I had. Because you and are you trying to? I like the yeah. idea of being able are to. Are you that. trying to tell me that he was a skater boy? He said, see you later, boy. <laughs> the skating, yeah. I love how oh, much God. it fed like I... It sounded like I fed Jake that story. It was like, hey, Jake, you strike me as kind yeah. of a skater guy. Funny, you ask that, you yeah. and wow, I have a man. story for you. <laughs> didn't it's know like we, we had a story. This, but we yeah, didn't. didn't plan this at all. There you go. Um, do you guys... Do you guys want a skate... Like, a, a skateboard? Do you want a skateboarding game? Like I know, back in the game on my back in the day on my PS2, like I loved a bit of Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but I don't know if I want that kind of game anymore. Yeah, I know. I played. I like. I, I have played. I'm fairly sure I played um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. That was like the big famous one, right? PS2. Yeah, um, I'm fairly sure I played some of that, and I enjoyed it. Like I couldn't go outside and do proper tricks on an actual skateboard, so to live my fancies on my PlayStation 2 is kind of exciting, but um, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't play a game like that nowadays. I've got way too many games to play with kind of stories uh, that I want to consume rather than just sort of doing tricks around a virtual skate park. I Matt, if you could um, could pull off one trick on a skateboard, what would it be? Riding one. I never had the, I never had the nice. coordination to ride one. I kept like it took me so long to like just it looks so simple you like you put one foot on the board I had the, and you just kind of push I, off I had the one. balance I just never had the ability to like push myself without flying off it I'd step yeah. on the ground yeah. and then I'd just like the skateboard would go from my other foot and fly away and I'd just fall on the ground <laughs> and I could yeah. you know I what you got the hang of it on like a penny board yeah. you should um Next time you're on a skateboard, Mac, you should really just focus on the horizon. Speaking of horizon, how about we have a chat about horizon? <laughs> 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 what uh, what I is like so on the horizon got to do with, <sighs> like, there's just no connection to skateboarding there at But there's no all. skateboarding in horizon. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, this game's about to skateboard right into our hearts. There we go. Um, no, that's much better. <laughs> Shut up, Ewan. Just go with it. God I'm damn gonna it. kick flip you out of this podcast. Uh, okay, let's move on. We're getting really lame. Anyway, so now that we know a little bit more of this game, like we said, Shannon uh, got the opportunity to go hands on in. It was Amsterdam, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So jealous. Awesome. So with cool. the with the game, if you've had followed us on our uh, our Snapchat on our Instagram, you might have seen some sweet Insta stories or Snapchats on there with some awesome, uh, awesome little uh, I guess teasers of the game and and some cool shows that they had there uh, for that little hands on. Um, but you and you know you recently uh-huh. did the little voiceover for the seven reasons uh, why we should be excited for this game. So this, did you want to kind of mm. summarize what we are looking forward to? Yeah, um, so I think what's really kind of come out of Shannon having spent as much time as it has is that there's a lot more RPG elements to this game than initially thought, I suppose, at least at least by me. Um, it certainly does seem to have a lot of systems, and uh, there certainly seems to be a lot of inspiration taken from the sort of Fallout series, The Witcher, 
um, Zelda, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm really, really excited for this game and more so than I think I was uh, prior to um, like hearing and, uh, and, and about Shannon's gameplay and seeing some of his gameplay. Um, so yeah, like I, I love the idea. They've new, like I just announced that there's going to be these cauldrons, which kind of like dungeon sections of uh, of the world, which sounds awesome. Like I think uh, that's a, a very sensible inclusion in the game. Um, I'm more excited. I was already like um, like a nine, eight, eight out of nine out of wow. uh, excitement level on this, and I reckon this has bumped me right up to a ten now. Like this is this is exactly my kind of game. Action Matt. adventure RPG open world kind of thing, especially mm. in that that third person perspective, I really like as well. Um, yeah, psyched for this. Yeah, I'm 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 keen for like you know how open it is, like yeah, all those RPG quali- uh, elements that have kind of come in. Witcher scared me a little. There was a lot to do in The Witcher, like too much yeah. for myself. This, um, so I hope this kind of strikes not- me as being like a little more kind of tapered back from that like yeah. some, somewhat more of like a, an ubisoft kind of style game yeah like more sort of assassin's creed far cry kind of style yeah i am um, a good thing i'm like, keen to know what that story is all about like i it's been mm-hmm. so intriguing since the first trailer like i'm, I'm pretty keen to uh be inspired by a good gaming story hasn't been that in a while i don't think since last of us was that the last thing that really just connected with me emotionally as a gamer i, tried I don't know four? I'm trying to. F- uh, yeah. I mean, it was a good story, but I don't Did know. you play Inside last year? Negative. No. Oh, I finally played Inside. That is one that's trippy one. game, man. Yeah. Play um, that if you're after a narrative that's gonna make you sort of question everything. Oh god. Play that. Is this reality, <laughs> Matthew? What do you think? Are you excited for this game, or do you just not care? I I'm excited to see how it goes. Uh, I just. I've been finding myself in a bit of a, a I don't know, a, a lack of excitement about anything game related lately. Oh, only man. only because I've got like an extensive backlog of games that I really need to start yeah. playing and all that. And I just feel like, you know, it'll come out and I'll want it and I'll either go out and get it and play it for a while and then sort of not touch it again or I won't go out and get it straight off and then I'll kind of, you know, the, the hype will pass by and then eventually I probably won't play it. So it's one of those things that, like, it looks really good and it'll probably do really well and I kind of hope it does because, you know, I love I love new IPs that work, uh, you know, especially on Sony being, you know, my favorite console. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, like my excitement is there. It's just not as excited as, you know, I could be knowing that I could sit there and play forever on it. So, yeah. Mm. But no, it mm. looks good. It looks well, really good. So, yeah. yeah. Well, definitely keen for it to release. First of March. I know for some have people said, hey, it technically comes out February, but it's the first of March, people. Uh, so get on board. Australia get excited. Um, you know, definitely let us know. Uh, watch you are excited about for Horizon Zero Dawn. Once again, at Press Start AU. If you haven't already, go read the article or even watch the video, that cool little video that Ewan's done. So seven reasons why you should be excited for Horizon Zero Zero Dawn. Uh, Get on it. Uh, Any last comments from you boys? Um, I'm going to say I'm in agreement with Matt. I feel like there is a bit of a slump like at the moment. There's not been any games that really excited me. I've been trying to play some of The Last Guardian recently. Didn't not really doing it for me to be honest. I went back mm-hmm. to play um, Dying Light, and I'm kind of enjoying that. That was one I missed. Uh, really enjoying that. But yeah, I'm excited for a bunch of really exciting games coming out 
later this mm. month. So looking forward to talking about those. Yeah, for sure. Exciting times ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but with that, let's bring an end to what was episode 87 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. All you need to do is search the Startcast. Obviously, like we've mentioned the whole way through this episode, follow Press Start on all our socials, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, at Press Start AU, as well as obviously visiting the website at pressstart.com.au to catch up with all the news that we've talked about. Uh, join the conversation by tweeting us at Press start au you can use the hashtag as well the start cast uh, we always like to hear what you guys have been saying you can follow myself your host jake barros at underscore jake barros b-a-r-r-o-s and joining us today was ewan ruckthber thanks for having me jake always a no pleasure props, uh, you can follow me on twitter and instagram at ewan underscore Roxborough. Uh, and yeah, Changed like Jake has uh, has said a couple of times already, um, do jump over to our Facebook page um, and, uh, and check out some of the videos that are posting over there, including uh, my, uh, my little uh, Horizon feature that I worked on in collaboration with Shannon. Um, he's also got a particularly hilarious uh, Resident Evil 7 VR oh, yes. video up at the moment. So if you've not it's already seen one. that, do yourself a favor and watch some hilarious reactions to Resident Evil in VR. For sure. And uh, we've also been joined by Matthew. Oh, sorry. You caught me in mid-yawn. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, mate. I'm boring you. Can't you. See, yeah. you can't see me. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can follow me <laughs> on Twitter at MV Zamari. As I said, come fight me. Come, you know, chat with me. Um, I'm going to be selling some, like, collector's editions of games that I don't play anymore. <laughs> So I love it how you're just trying to ring people you, in. First, it was just like, hey, guys, come chat. Then yeah. it was like, hey, guys, come chat and fight. And now it's like, hey, guys, I'm also yeah, selling hey stuff. Hey, guys, come buy my stuff. You know, <laughs> if you want a Duke Nukem Forever Collector's Edition, hit me up. Um, oh, no. <laughs> you didn't. Or, uh, you know, or an Injustice Gods Among Us statue. Or a, um, what else am I? Uh, you know, a bunch of stuff that I don't play anymore. Um, help Matt bankroll his Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah. Help yeah, Matt yeah, yeah, bankroll yeah. his Nintendo Switch. Hey, I'm going to Japan. Hit me up on stuff you'd like me to see because I'm I might do some stuff, you know, for press start about Japan as well. Oh, yeah, you could heading, do little, heading to, little little snaps. Yeah, heading to Japan in April. So um, I might have to put in some requests for stuff to have you keep an eye out for in, in Japan. Yeah, but I, it'd be cool. Think yeah, it'd that. be cool if I, I might do like a couple little features, articles, videos and stuff while I'm over there. Just, you know, gaming gaming crazy. I mean, the Switch will be out by then. So, you know, oh, yeah. Japan will be... Everyone will be walking around yeah, with Japan it. Japan will be in the grip of it. So, um, yeah, hit me up if you want to see some stuff, you know. <laughs> in God, the joy grip and, of it. Oh! And fight me. Oh. And fight me and buy my stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Matthew. Um, anyway, let's All shut right. yourself down let's for this episode. Let's get some food. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Like always, thanks for tuning in. And until the next time, happy gaming. Happy gaming. Adios. Adios.